0: Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wa barakatuh welcome everyone to episode number 107 from Delving Into Islam Podcast. This is your host, Wa'il, and it is a blessing from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and a privilege that I'm able to talk to you about the religion of Islam and that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is allowing me to share my knowledge with you. Thank you so much for listening or participating and sending in all your questions and suggestions. Uh, and speaking of which, if you have any questions or suggestions, please email me at islam at gmail.com. Again, islam at gmail.com. And I will get back to you as soon as possible, inshallah. Uh, now, this podcast is for anyone, whether you are remotely curious about the religion of Islam or if you're thinking about becoming a Muslim or if you you know, just became a Muslim or if you've been a Muslim and want to learn more about Islam, uh, inshallah, this podcast is for you. Uh, with that being said let's get right into today's topic and today's topic actually comes to us from two of our listeners i mean they both sent two different questions and two different you know suggestions uh, but they could be you know uh, combined into uh, today's topic so the first topic uh, comes to us from an anonymous uh, she you know a sister who wanted her name to be you know uh, kept Uh, anonymous anonymous. and basically she was saying that she wears the hijab but you know she you know doesn't fully cover her hair just part of her hair shows and you know she knows that you know uh, she's not you know fully uh wearing the hijab she's aware of that but at the same time it's very discouraging that uh people come up to her muslims come up to her and be like you know you should take it off if you're not going to wear it properly, just take it off because it's it's not helping. Or you're, you know, spreading a bad image or, you know, uh, whatever the comments that she gets from people around her makes it very difficult and makes her life very difficult. And of course, you know, this, this part is definitely understandable. And our second listener uh, by the name of Sarah, she actually sent and she said that she's been missing... Uh, you know, uh, uh, fasting for, for many years now, and, and part of it due to a legitimate reason, which is, you know, the menses, being sick and all these things that we have a license to, you know, uh, break our fasting, but at the same time, we have to make it up later, uh, you know, after we feel better, uh, uh, but she's saying that some of it was, you know, just pure laziness or, you know, intentional, she just was not motivated, and, you know, she... Uh, wanted to, you know, see what, what, like, okay, if she did it for that reason, um, what can she do? And 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 I already emailed her back and said that, inshallah, should, since she didn't know the number of days that she missed, uh, she can make up as much as she can. As much as she can, she can make up uh, those days and ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for forgiveness. But we will talk deeply about also something like that. When we really just, you know, go astray, and we really don't want to do things for the sake of Allah for a while, and now we, and, and Sarah is already, you know, she feels guilty, she's admitting that she's been, you know, lacking, uh, uh, you know, that, that relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and now she wants everything to be better, and she wants to, you know, have a stronger relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, so we'll talk about that as well. Uh, so yeah, so these are the two topics. Thank you guys so much for uh, listening and for reaching out. Uh, uh, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala increase our faith and keeps us steadfast. Uh, so yeah, let's talk about that. So first of all, uh, before, before I address uh, each topic uh, separately, uh, we have to understand one fact and one fact only. We are all sinners. Every single one of us. Now, the prophets and the messengers, even though they're not sinners in, in the terms of like sin, but they made even mistakes. But Allah forgave them because those mistakes were innocent. They were not coming from any, you know, uh, any bad place or any, you know, evil intentions or all these things. But human, the human race is, we are sinners. Now, don't misquote me. We do not believe in the original sin, we are not born sinners. Like, you know, uh, the Christian faith preaches, which is the original sin, the Adam, you know, eating from the tree, that Allah never forgave Adam, hence we are all born sinners, and we inherited that sin until, you know, uh, Jesus came and, you know, was crucified. And all You know, we know the story, and we talked about it before. Now, we don't believe in that, of course, nor we believe that Jesus was crucified in the first place, but we do not believe in the original sin. What we believe is every single human being is born pure until we reach the age of puberty, because this is when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will start you know, hold, holding us accountable for our actions, then when once we start sinning, once we start doing bad things and we know the religion, yet we still disobey Allah, this is why we are all sinners. Starting then, we become sinners, right? So we're all sinners. Each and every one of us has different level of sinning. Uh, and each and every one of us has a different level of repentance and you know awareness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala but we're all you know you can literally say with all confidence every single human being on the planet right now is a sinner so uh, in uh, again it, it varies the level of sinning varies right so being a sinner you have to think about this and i'm going to tackle the first the first part which is uh, I'm going to say w- 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 what's going on with the hijab, for example. So the sister is wearing the hijab, and she, okay, she's not covering the whole thing. So first of all, let me let me talk about that, and then we'll get back to those people who are talking to her. So number one, yes, it is, uh, 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 you know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told us how to wear the hijab, and the Prophet actually explained it to us explicitly like a woman should show she shouldn't show uh any part of her body uh, except for her hands and her face these are the only two things allowed for a woman to show to a stranger uh as a muslim woman of course so now you know yes we get it like as 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 a lot of people, and by the way, the sister is not the only one, you know, they, there's a culture, specific cultures who allow, you know, uh, women to show part of parts of their hair. They th- There are women who wear the hijab and they really wear tight clothes. And now it's contradicting. There is no doubt about that. Like, you know, wearing the hijab, yes, you're supposed to be as modest as you can, you know, because you're sending out a message. You're sending out, you know, this is, that part I agree with. That part... I agree with that you as a as a muslim woman once you wear the hijab because some muslim a lot of muslim women don't wear the hijab alhamdulillah I think the majority of muslim women wear the hijab but let's say a lot of also muslim women do not wear the hijab so people by looking at them especially if they are in a non-muslim culture they wouldn't know you know unless they know them personally all these things so when a woman once a woman wears a hijab Now, you put on a signature of a Muslim. Now you have your ID card, basically. Like a man having a full on beard, dressed in a certain way, they know this guy looks like a Muslim, right? You're not supposed to do certain things. Like, for example, and again, as a Muslim, you're not supposed to do them anyway right? Like for example, you're not supposed to wear clothes that show your body as a female. And as a male, you're not also supposed to dress up in a specific way to show your aura. And you're not supposed to be smoking outside, not inside even. But like my point is, you are a walking Muslim. People know that you're a Muslim. The problem is we don't care about the non-Muslims looking at you because they don't care. Even some of them might even be happy to see you practicing or acting in an un-Islamic way. But we're talking about Muslims who see you. Because as a Muslim, you should be a role model for Muslims. So for young Muslims, for other Muslims who are far away from your, you know, from the faith and all these things. So again, yes, there is, with, with the hijab, with the beard of, of the men, with with the way we dress, there comes responsibility. There has to be responsibility right like like i said there has to be more modesty and, and and this goes for both by the way males and females it's it's the same thing you have to be modest you have to act in a, in a in a polite way you have to act in a nice way you can't be vulgar you can't be you know smoking outside and and showing the world mashallah your sins and we talked about that like you know uh, one of the things because you're not affecting yourself people who see you in public will be affected by this as well now that's for the part that you know. As a Muslim, you have your ID card. Like I said, your appearance is your ID card, and you have to act in a specific way. Let's say that a lot of Muslims, they're not there yet, right? They're not there yet. And but trust me, many Muslims are not there yet. They do parts, and then they're they're working on the other parts. They know they're lacking something. Some of them don't know, right? And and inshallah, they can get get knowledge and gain knowledge and you know do better. But the the thing is, you going and telling a Muslim, if you're not wearing the hijab properly, take it off. that's, That's crazy. Number one, you're literally asking a Muslim to take off her hijab. Do you think this is better or her wearing the hijab and showing parts of her hair? Think about it, logically speaking. There is no such thing Because some people actually And I've, I've I've heard this claim before Some people say If a woman shows her hair While she's wearing a hijab As if she's not wearing the hijab at all She should take it off Are you kidding me? Who Number one Who are you To, di- to dictate How many rewards are accepted From wearing the hijab in a specific way And how many war, uh, rewards are not accepted Like who are you to say what is the percentage here? Oh, it's not even working around 0% acceptance. Just take it off. Who are you? You're not Allah. You're not the Prophet The Prophet sallam, passed away. He doesn't exist in our world. And he gave us a list of things that we live by. And Allah subhanahu wa Taala gave us the Qur'an and gave us the hadith as well. So you cannot dictate how a Muslim... Like you cannot just say, oh, Allah won't accept that. Allah won't accept that. Right, and it's it's at the end of the day, judging people is a serious problem. Judging people is a serious problem because here's the thing: when you judge people, now, like for example, if you go see someone drinking, a Muslim drinking, yeah, you can go be like, "By the way, brother, sister, it's haram," you know, it's a major sin. Just in a polite way, and don't get into the deep, like don't have an argument about it. Just tell them. The, your peace and just walk away you know if you see some something fahisha or anything bad happening someone smoking someone doing drugs a muslim just advise them this is allah forbade that please you know just think about it and if you need help or anything just i'll be there just leave but for you to be like yeah take off your hijab that doesn't doesn't match our you know you no no Now, this is not me, by the way, and and, and I'm pretty sure you guys know, this is not me encouraging wearing the hijab in a way that's not appropriate, absolutely not. But I'm talking to the other side who are judging people, and they're not just judging, they're literally passing verdict. They're literally saying you can't wear it anymore. No, that's not how a believer should behave. Yes. The hijab could be incomplete, and she wouldn't be getting rewards. You might be getting sins. We're talking about in general here. Any any sister or any brother who's not fully, you know, doing something that contradicts the commands of Allah, or parts of it. Like he's do- like we're doing. Like some, for example, praying five times a day. Some people pray four, and when it comes to fajr, they can't wake up for fajr or Aisha time. It's too late. And are you trying to tell me that Allah does not reward them for the prayers that they've been observing? Yes, he is, inshallah. Allah is the, the ultimate merciful. But at the same time, yes, they're getting sins for missing out on the rest. Because these are commands. These are not bonus things that you're doing out of your good heart. These are things that Allah commanded us to do. When you're lacking in the commands, when you're lacking in the mandatory acts of worship, yes, you're, you're a sinner. Now, the sin is different from someone who's not, for example, wearing the hijab at all, to someone who's partially wearing the hijab or showing parts of... There is a sin, but it's not the same. So for you to come and be like, hey, you're literally encouraging a sister to fully take the sins of not wearing the hijab at all. You understand? You're making it worse by actually making those claims. You're making it worse. My dear brothers and sisters, do not pass judgment. Allah, at the end of the day, is the one who judges is the one who judges. So you do not judge, you advise people. You tell them, hey, please, brother, sister, just this is how you're supposed to read the hijab and leave. You'll t- actually you'll gain a reward just by reminding them. Now, whether they take the reminder and work with it and you know do what they have to do, it's on them. But for you to go be like, yeah, take off the hijab. Or, you know, you go to a brother who's like not behaving and you be like, you should shave your beard. You should, you know, dress up like, don't, don't, don't be even like, don't look like a Muslim anymore because you're embarrassing us or whatever. You're asking them to sin. You're asking them to actually, if they, if if Allah was, you know, giving them a small sin or like a partial sin, now you want them to get the full sin. Do you understand that? No. And by the way, that will be on you too. Don't think that you will be exempt. Allah knows. And Allah told us, You do not pass judgment on people. You're not Allah. You don't know what's in the heart. You don't know who's knowledgeable and who's not. You don't know who's, you know, and again, we're not making excuses for those who are lacking the mandatory stuff while they're knowing. I'm just saying, We don't know. The Prophet ﷺ told us, an The Prophet ﷺ himself said what? I was not sent to dig into people's hearts. I don't know their intentions. Allah only knows. Even the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam, and this happened when. Look at this. Look at this incident. Uh, you know, Osama uh, ibn Zayd. Osama is the son of Zayd. and we talked about the, for those of you who listened to, you know, the previous uh, season. Zayd ibn Haritha is the literally the adopted son of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam, and his son was the most beloved. He was the most beloved person to the Prophet, in terms of, you know, like the the, the companions, one of the most beloved people. And he basically, uh, there was a battle, and then there were people who were killing Muslims, uh, uh, enemies of Islam. And a guy just killed a lot of Muslims. Usama was able to chase him, and he cornered him. And right before Usama strikes him with the sword, the guy said what? I bear, I, I bear witness that Allah is only one and uh, Prophet Muhammad is his messenger. He just said that. It's obvious. He was about to die. But Usama killed him anyway. Then Usama went to tell the Prophet ﷺ what happened. And the Prophet ﷺ got so angry. Like he was never, like, he got so angry to the degree that Usama said, I wish I was not a Muslim. Look at this. One. So when I take my shahada, like when I become a Muslim, all my sins will be wiped away because I made the Prophet so angry, and this is a big sin. Of course, Allah, the Prophet forgave him at the end. But look at how the Prophet took the news and how he responded. He said, What? You killed a man who said, La ilaha illallah Muhammad Rasulullah. Even though he killed a lot of Muslims, guys, <laughs> this man was, this, it was a battlefield. This was a battlefield. Two soldiers fighting. And one of the soldiers killed the whole team of Usama ibn Zaid. So Usama was retaliating and fighting in the battlefield. But the Prophet said, he said, he told you, La ilaha illallah, Muhammad." he became a Muslim. But then Usama said, oh, oh Prophet of Allah, but he only said that to get out of the trouble. And this is when the Prophet said, do you know that? Because I don't know that. And this is when he said the famous Uh, The famous hadith I was not sent to dig Into people's hearts I don't know their intention How would you know So for those of you Who are passing judgment Upon other Muslims What do you know about them And what they're going through And their level of knowledge Nothing And before you pass judgment On other people look at yourself in the mirror first. Look at yourself in the mirror first and see, am I qualified? And the answer will always be no, because you're always a sinner as well. We're all sinners. And you can't judge people. You can't judge others. Well, you are a sinner yourself. Work on yourself. Now, my point is, And this is not to be confused with me telling you, don't advise people, don't go and preach goodness. No, there's a way to go about it. For you to go and tell a sister, take off your hijab because it doesn't match, or take off your hijab because you're not wearing it properly, that's unacceptable. And it's discouraging, because for you to go to someone who is trying, and you tell her, yeah, you, sh- you shouldn't be trying. <laughs> you're simply telling her, don't try to be better. What are you doing? You're actually damaging the community. You're not fixing it. By telling your sis- the sister, the Muslim sister to take off her hijab, by telling the Muslim brother to shave their beard, you're actually damaging the Muslim community. You're not fixing it. You're making it worse. So think. Think before you pass judgment think before you talk to someone who you think that they're lacking faith who you think that they're lacking knowledge they're lacking knowledge give them a piece of advice hey hey sister you know the 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 best way to wear the hijab Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will accept all the rewards but to you know perfect it just be more modest wear you know white clothes you know uh cover all your hair that's it and leave that's how you preach Islam, not by commanding people to take off their hijab. That's it. So again, we're all filled with mistakes. Like I'm I'm sitting right here and alhamdulillah, I'm trying to you know spread as much knowledge as I can and preach Islam in, 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 in the correct way as much as I can. Can I sit down here and tell you I'm not a sinner? No. We're all sinners. The difference is the level of sinning and how fast you repent and how sincere you repent. That's it. But we're all sinners. Does that disqualify me from, you know, trying to give you the correct piece of advice that I know from authentic sources and all these things? No, it doesn't. Because guess what? Everyone in the world, the biggest callers that you hear about in our time or the times before us were sinners. The companions were sinners. Yet we listen to them. My point is, we're all sinners. We're all sinners. So when you see something wrong, yes, speak up. Speak about it. Tell them in a polite way, hey, you shouldn't be doing this. You know, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept it. We're all sinners at the end of the day, but, you know, let's let's help each other. Like, you know, just, just don't do this. That's it. There's a way to go about it. But you go and tell people you shouldn't be wearing the hijab. You shouldn't, you know, have a beer because you're like, what? You're misrepresenting Muslims? It's not for you to say that. It's not for you to make that decision. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, again, You know, increase uh, our knowledge And increase our tolerance to one another Because this is important too We think, you know Because the moment you pass judgment on someone You think you're better than them That's another thing And you might not be They might be better than you We don't know Guess who knows? Only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Not us, not me, not you I don't know You might see someone doing something wrong in public But they might go home the same day, regret it, repent And Allah will fix up their lives and make them better than all of us In one night You don't know that So, to help our Muslim community To help people who need help There is a way to go about it You know, there is a way to go about it. Now for the sister don't be discouraged because you know some people don't know how to you know give advice they shouldn't be uh, the standard of Muslims they shouldn't be the ones discouraging you from you know doing better and being better and you know maintaining as much as you can you know in terms of like you know relationship of Allah and getting even closer to Allah no don't be discouraged for that now you know how a Muslim should act Whether the people around you act that way or not That's that's on them Islam tells us to act in a specific way Like I said And if we're following the example of the Prophet That's exactly how we should act Being kind Being wise And just being compassionate with one another It's that simple now, for uh, Sarah, the uh, the other sister who uh, emailed me talking about you know uh, what she missed and, and, and all these things in, in Ramadan, uh, like I said, just make up as much as you can. But here's the important message: she's saying that you know part you know part of the reason why she wasn't fasting before is pure laziness, no motivation, intentional, like she didn't want to do it. And this is a big deal. But guess what? Again, I'm going to say the same thing: we're all sinners. You know what's the best part? About all of us being sinners Where all of us could be forgiven All of us could be forgiven All we have to do Is repent to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala And do our best To become better Look, the hope in Islam Is unlike anything in this Wallahi in this life It should be very Motivating the amount of hope in Islam, Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala said in the Quran, "Qul yaa 'ibadee al-Ladina asrafu 'ala anfusihim la taqnatu min rahmatillah." Inna Allah yaqfur al-zanuba Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala said in the chapter of Zumur, verse number fifty-three, "Those who you know lost their way, al-Ladina asrafu 'ala anfusihim. They just you know let it go, meaning committed sins and they you know strayed away from a lost path." Do not despair from the mercy of Allah. This is Allah telling us this in the Quran. Don't, don't worry. Don't worry. La taqnatum rahmatillah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgives all sins. If you repent, if you're sincere, don't worry about forgiveness. Leave that to Allah. Allah is Himself telling you. Don't despair from Allah's mercy. Now, dying upon the sin and without without repentance, if you die upon making those sins and you did not repent, then your destiny falls under the will of Allah. Now, it's up to Allah to forgive you since you didn't repent or not. We don't know. That's why it's better to repent while we're alive. So, my, my, my dear sister, if you're still alive and you realize you've made a mistake, this is beautiful news. Wallahi. Beautiful news Because guess what You have time now You didn't die yet You know It's too late Only when you die Only when you die It's too late There is Can you imagine One minute before you die Is not too late In one minute In 60 In less than a minute You can repent sincerely To all of your sins And Allah InshaAllah Will forgive you Do you understand Again it's never too late. It's only too late when you die. So for the fact that you're realizing this right now, the fact that you know you made a mistake and you're trying to be better, this is beautiful news. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala keep you that way and keep us all steadfast. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is willing to forgive everything we've done. Just repent to Him sincerely. Just say, Astaghfirullah, Astaghfirullah. Oh Allah, forgive me. Oh, Allah forgive me sincerely regret what you did in the heart this is all in the heart regret what you did go back to Allah and try to make it better so this is how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgives our sins and and we can have hope in you know in in terms of like you know sinning and all these things start with the regret you regret what happened admit it to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and say oh Allah I have shortcomings, oh Allah forgive me I've, I've sinned, I've made a mistake, oh Allah forgive me Sincerely And then try to do better That's it, that's all you have to do The simplest way to gain hope From Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala You know as a Muslim you should live with two things Two feelings, two emotions in this life Fear and hope And the fear Is actually a healthy fear I know that that word does not make You know doesn't sound contradicting Fear and healthy, yes The only healthy type of fear is the fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Fearing Allah gives you nothing but good. Fearing people gives you anxiety and depression, and mm, that's different. We're not supposed to have that. Fearing Allah gives you confidence. Can you imagine? Look, look at the the word fear here. Look how different it is when you use it with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When you fear Allah you actually feel less anxiety in life. You actually don't get depressed because you're fearing the ultimate creator, the ultimate God, the only God. When you're fearing Him, when you're doing things to please Him, you should not fear anything else in this life. So that makes your life actually better. Think about it logically, wallahi. Think about it logically. It makes your life a billion times better. You know, when you're fearing Allah, when you're dealing with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in in terms of like fearing Him, fearing, you know, to commit sins, and at the same time having hope in Allah, it gives you a better life. Now, here's the thing. We live by fear and hope. We fear Allah from, you know, while committing sins. Like we don't want to commit sins because we're fearing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But if we do, and, you know, it's already happened, we have hope in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that we will be forgiven. you see how these two things go together? You should fear Allah before committing sins. But now here's the thing. Don't have too much hope because too much hope could be delusional. Meaning, some people might keep committing sins and be like, yeah, I hope Allah will forgive me. No, no, no. That doesn't work like that. What happens is, you fear Allah. You try your best to resist the sin. And if you end up, you know, Again, you did what you have to do. You tried so hard. And like I said, we all sin. We're all sinners. And, you know, when you sin, after you sin, do not despair. You know who despaired from the mercy of Allah? Satan. You know that in Arabic, his name is Iblis. You know what does Iblis mean in Arabic? Iblis in Arabic means the one who's despaired from the mercy of Allah. Balasa in Arabic, the word Iblis comes from the word balasa. Balasa means the one who despaired. Now, specifically from Allah's mercy. That's what actually, literally, Satan means in Arabic. Don't be like Satan. Satan despaired from the mercy of Allah. Did not want to repent. He said, okay, I made a mistake. You kicked me out of Jannah. Okay, that's that's it. I'm going to just continue. Despair leads to disbelief, leads to kufr, leads to major, major sins, eventually to disbelief. Because if you despair from Allah's mercy, what's going to happen? You're not going to care anymore. You're going to be like, all right, it's done. I'm never going to be forgiven. That's it. And it's the worst type, by the way, of people who, those who are despaired from the mercy of Allah. The worst type of people. Because again, like like I said, they, they just don't care. They have nothing to fear. So that means they're going to get it all on a day of judgment. Like, it's exactly like Satan. Because they live this life not fearing Allah. Look, Despair. The opposite of hope and fear Look, they're contradicting When you have fear, you have hope Think about it this way When you have fear from Allah You have hope in Him as well But once you don't fear Allah But once you don't have hope You also have no fear And that leads to your demise To your ultimate demise Again, hope in Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala and fear go together And the moment You lose that hope in Allah You stop fearing Him because it's over. You don't have hopes in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that Allah will make you better, that Allah will accept your repentance. You don't have that kind of hope. So what happens? You stop fearing Allah and fearing what would happen to you because you are despaired now from the mercy of Allah. Fear and hope go together. We have a beautiful religion. The perfect creator and the perfect God, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The perfect God There's no other God but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's why He's capable Of forgiving anything Anything Like the amount of forgiveness And we'll talk about that when we get to the Day of Judgment Is just unbelievable Who taught you how to repent? I always keep coming back to this Who taught you how to repent? Was it you? No, it was Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Allah taught you how to repent And Allah is the one accepting that repentance from you SubhanAllah So if you don't have a hope in Allah I don't know Like like how would you live this life? It becomes very depressing You always have to have hope in Allah And have hope in Allah In this life that He will give you what's best for you If you ask for it If you're sincere And if you do your best You will get what you deserve in this life Inshallah and you ho- you're hoping actually for more than what you deserve Because none of us will go to paradise, by the way, with what we deserve You know that None of us will go to Jannah, to paradise, with what we deserve We do not deserve Paradise is far more expensive than anything we do in this life towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We're only going to get to paradise with the mercy and the generosity of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Hope, again, the word hope is there Hoping in Allah's mercy so, no matter what the sins that you've committed, as long as you realized it while you're alive, right now, good for you. Why? Some people die not realizing what they've been doing, not caring, not thinking it's a sin. That's may Allah not, uh, may Allah subhanahu wa taala not make us from those people. So, at the end of the day, this is good news insha'Allah. And, you know, I hope that answered your questions. Thank you so much for listening. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.